0: This is the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Justin Oswald underscore. Proceed with caution. With me back today is Brad Livingston. Justin, you sound thrilled this morning. I just I want to put that out so there. so thrilled. Let
1: me <laughs> tell you. <laughs> Guys, it's, it's good to be back right. another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. And uh, yeah, check us out, Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at Brad Livingston underscore. And with us today is miss clutch herself coming through uh for us on staff all the time and so we're excited to have her on the podcast this is your second time on the podcast right karen yep yep. second second time on the podcast karen swan karen tell me where they can find you before we get started
2: hey you can find me on instagram karen underscore swan but swan has two n's s-w-a-n-n
1: on the gram the gram yeah don't do twitter don't
2: don't do (sighs) twitter my sigh um
1: so maybe one day maybe one day so yeah we uh man we're excited we're in the we we finished up sunday the third week of the detox series and we've been getting a lot of love on the detox series which has we been did. it's been good you yeah, know? yes um and so yeah man we've uh, been rocking and so this past sunday um it, we the the title of the sermon for this past sunday was lightening the load um, I need my load lightened. <laughs> and so, it, Well, you need to take a vacation I, or something. I, <laughs> I yeah, yeah I, I do. I you needed get, to hear all put that. In yeah, okay. Put in a request. I yeah.
0: Put in a request. I need my load lightened. Yeah. So it's
1: so, good. So that's what's funny about the three of us in this room is... We uh we could all use a lightened load. Yet, if our load were lighter, we would put more things
0: on it to make it heavier again. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I would have nothing to complain about. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would just I wouldn't know what to do. So, I I am going to a concert next week. So you
1: are going to a concert? Yeah. We what, and who are you going to see again? Come
0: on. Come on, the two of the greatest bands to ever walk the Let's face of the earth. Let's not get carried away. Justin Gods world. of Rock. <sighs> Def Leopard. <laughs> Def Leppard and uh, Journey. Journey. Uh, I can get down with Journey. Def Leppard to me is meh. you shut your mouth <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. First of all, he's got one arm and he drums with his feet. Okay. Yeah. I have he's a lot. Of,
1: the, I have a lot of jokes about that that none of are appropriate for this podcast.
0: He's got the peddexterity of a champ. <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> with his feet <laughs> okay he's bad to the bone no uh, Def Leppard is gonna be awesome and I, I've seen Def Leppard like eight times but um Journey I'm really looking forward so to.
1: you went back after the first one you the went first to, one was
0: 92 yeah the went concert and then you went back <laughs> yeah and, I went back three times in the last two years
1: oh gosh bro I had backstage passes I do think like so talking about Journey though Journey cracks me up because the the lead singer that passed away um he didn't pass away or they did quit yeah, or whatever perry Perry, like this the the filipino kid they got singing for him now is hilarious because he's yeah. like he's late like late he get, 20s or something right early he's, 30s. That, but yeah, he's, he's you know, way younger than them yeah, yeah and uh like he speaks with like broken english when he speaks but then when he sings sounds just like him like it's just crazy it so. really
0: is but you know journey songs they be meaning something (laughs) like journey songs matter right 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 like there's an entire generation
1: There's an entire generation of 20 and 30 year olds that exist because of journey songs yeah like it really
0: (laughs) it really means something like not just don't stop believing like the ones that people know but like faithfully and like you know there's some really good songs. i don't know what you're talking about anyway so faithfully no yeah i got add that in (laughs) Uh, add that in right now yeah john (laughs) we're Uh, gonna
1: we'll put it in the put it in the notes no No. i'm just kidding i'm excited about that that's good That's gonna lighten my load give you some give you a a day away at a concert day away yeah so man it's just been rocking it's been uh, a lot of craziness going on here at the church and uh good things but just a lot of work and karen you're getting ready for small groups and coming up and so we've got uh our small group semester launching and those of you that are listening out there in podcast lane, you have no idea how much uh, Karen gets done for us at the church, but she is our next steps uh, director, technically. Um, and so she's over small groups and grow track, which is our assimilation stuff. She's over our dream team. So anyone who serves at the church and, and quote unquote volunteers, if you will, but they, they, uh, they use the gifts God has given them to make a difference in the lives of others here at TC by giving of their time. And they're not on staff. Uh, she oversees all hundred and some odd of those as well. So Karen uh, has nothing that she does throughout the week <laughs> other than other than watch Netflix. Yeah. But um, no, it's uh, so it's we're in a good season at TC and we took August. So the detox series has been all about trying to to kind of minister to our people. You know, at TC, we are very intentional about reaching the unchurched and the dechurched. But August is kind of one of those seasons where they're just not. You know, everyone's kind of paying attention to their own life. Their kids are going back to school. They're finishing up their summer vacations. They're realizing they put way too much money on their credit cards during said vacations. So they're just kind of focusing inwardly. And and then we know that in September, (laughs) in September, we're going to see a big influx of people. Um, And so in preparation for that, we're in 21 Days of Prayer. And we wanted to take our detox series and really kind of focus inwardly and and look at our own personal lives and, and as believers reflect and say, man, what are some things that we need to rearrange in our own life so that we can uh, number one, grow closer to Christ and improve our relationship with Jesus, and and uh, and, and do all those things while at the same time preparing our hearts um, and our minds for this uh, the season of growth and influx that we're going to see as new believers. Uh, as we do, you know, reach out to them, they come back and. You know all those things, so detox series is, is kind of been focusing on that quite a bit, and and we we didn't specifically title them, but we've kind of focused on our body, our soul, and our spirit throughout the, these three weeks, and um, so this um, you know this particular sermon was really dealing with it's called a lightning in the load, but it's dealing with heaviness and the heaviness that sets in on our life, and um, so uh, we'll we'll kick it off with Hebrews. 12.1. Justin, why don't you read that for us?
0: Yeah, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us.
1: Yeah, man. So we talked about weight and uh, not literal weight, but um, like the heaviness of spirit. And Karen, I know that you just you never feel that. And Justin, you, you never feel like <laughs> the weight of the world around you coming down on your shoulders. No, right? I
2: never feel like that. <laughs> well, I'm never stressed. Uh, My yeah. shoulders never hurt. Right, <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, right, right. It's uh. so we're, we're throwing, we stirring off the weight that slows us down. And, and I think for a lot of us, we can identify very quickly, like the things in our life that, that trip us up in regards to sin or the weight. Um, you know, a lot of times when we, we talk about weight, and you know, we start thinking about all the things that are immediate. You know what I mean? So the things that are weighing us down right now, like building, where you know we're, de- we're dealing with new facility and and the issues that come along with trying to do that, and we're looking at moving, you know, all of our offices, huh. and that, like that's a that's a weighty thing that we're having to deal with, and and, uh, and and because of that, you know, anger and frustration can set in, which is like the sin that so easily trips us up you right. know uh like so we all deal with it right. um but then i think there's like a i think there's a there's the immediate weight that kicks in on our lives but then there's this other weight and, and we didn't i didn't spend a ton of time talking about it on sunday but i, I like want to take some time on the podcast and yeah I, I think there's the immediate weight the things that we're going through um that we can see this right in front of us but then there's this other weight the weight that Um, we deal with, and maybe we have been dealing with for, you know, a year, two years, five years, 10 years, two decades, like 20, you know, like what, what is it, what is it about our life that when we look in the mirror, it's this thing that is a constant, um, a, a thing that constantly slows us down. It's this constant weight in our life that, you know, whether it's like approval or anxiety or, um, you know, or, uh, not feeling validated or, or like these these weights that really can slow us down or things that are just like circumstantial you know what i mean you think about like a sickness or um you know some mm-hmm. uh, or something that happened to you so long ago you know um we spent some time this morning and we were just talking about we were talking about circumstances we were talking about how people and a lot of times wh- whenever they what Whenever they have a traumatic moment in their life, particularly in their childhood, like mm-hmm. whatever the most, whatever the most monumental moment was in their childhood, whether it was, you know, maybe the parents got divorced or, um, you know, maybe a, a family member they're really close to passed away or. Maybe they were bullied. Or, or that. Yeah, yeah, or, or even like, you know, to, for some people like. Um, like a rape or, or yeah. drug addiction that sets in early in their life. And, and so there's these moments of trauma. And we were talking about how those moments of trauma, at whatever age those moments of trauma happen, what, all, what tends to follow that person the rest of their life is that as they engage in stressful situations, they tend to default back to the age that they were when the most significant trauma happened. Right. Which is why you'll see thirty-five year old men turn into ten year old boys when they don't get their way or whenever they become stressed out or Mm -hmm. or you know what I mean? And it's like you kind of are looking at them like sideways like, yo, you're acting twelve right now. Like what is going on? You know what I mean? Or the same with a girl, like, you know, like when they get stressed out or over the or, or or something significant is happening in their life they you know they default to this like 13 year old mentality or you'll see a a 40 year old woman whose only way of dealing with stress is to be promiscuous because like that was her first moment of interaction like there's very weird things that happen and so we were kind of talking about how um you know how that tends to happen to a lot of people and the difference between the weight Um, so we have this monetary weight, right? The the stresses like this week I'm going to have different weight than I'm going to have next week Mm -hmm. in that my stress from this week, you know, we'll deal with it but the next week we're going to have new stresses and the week after that we're going to have new stresses until finally Karen and Justin take care of everything at the church and all I got (laughs) to do is preach on (laughs) Sunday. So like like, until that day comes, you know, I'm just kidding. Like until that day comes, there's going to be this constant like new weightiness that comes but then I think we also deal with the weight of circumstantial, like a circumstantial weight or situational weight, things that have been following us for a long time. Um, And so kind of wrapping our head around dealing with both, you know, these monetary weights and how do we deal with that? And then some of the things we've been dealing with for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know there's a lot of I know there's a lot of people in the, in the service on Sunday that I could see them making connecting points in their mind, not so much with the monetary stuff, (laughs) But with this, like, I mean, you you think about, you think, take, for example, some of our our parents have kids in the Haven and if the kid is 16 and it's 16 years of, of a child with special needs, like, man, that weight can get heavy Mm -hmm. over time. You know what I mean? Um, But we'll kind of jump into that uh, in a little bit. So what we wanted to focus on on Sunday is the three areas uh, that we can, the three things that we can do, right? So these are actual steps that we can put forward on how we deal with heaviness right um and so uh let's kind of jump into those justin and and uh have a look at ways that we deal with heaviness yeah
0: number one um the power of praise Mm. (laughs) (laughs) talk to us karen you got something to say
2: (laughs) it's good it's just i i loved it that we started off the the sermon with that one because most of when we have seasons like this in our life, which who doesn't, I mean, we're talking about stress and a lot of things going on. I don't know anybody. I mean, this is America. Like we're known for having too much this is going America. on. <laughs> America. I was thinking of
0: that song that, that, uh, childish Gambino song. This is America. The one that's a crazy video that everybody's talking about. On YouTube. I have no idea what okay, you're talking I about. I totally interrupted, but <laughs> okay. I, th- I saw all I could think about was this is America.
2: But really though, I can't think of anybody that doesn't have a lot going on. Um, we're we're constantly. I feel like we're all of us are stressed, and I love starting out the sermon with this one because it all comes back to if we put ourselves in the right posture of praise and being thankful that it just changes the game.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. You know, I think I think it just helps put in a proper perspective. You know, sometimes right. I try to view. I try to view like we could like as you said. You know, we're in this like st- stressful time. We're talking about facilities and building change and offices and all that, but you know the the thing for me is like i try to i try to not i don't let stuff get to me too bad usually because like when the building stuff is done there'll be something else like mm-hmm. it's just part you know it's like i don't i don't i don't get stressed that way personally right. i do get stressed um but i i kind of like when things get to a crunch because you know uh, some of the people work under pressure good some people mm-hmm. don't you know i right. tend to it helps me focus a little bit and not get sidetracked on little things that aren't important but um you know, regardless of the situation, it's like that power of praise, you know?
2: Yeah, and I mean, I think in every situation, even talking about, you know, with us, like we're we're moving buildings, we've got a lot of new factors that are about to come in, but I think the reason why we can praise is because what what's the reason we're look like if you go back through everything, what's the reason we're looking for a new building? Well, the Lord has blessed us, first of all, to be in this community of people. Why are we in this community of people? Because Jesus came, he died for us, he, um... He brought us back to life like if we just the lord has been talking to me a lot lately about perspective and um, making sure that we have the right perspective and when we do that it just the natural path when you have the right perspective is praise i think it's a for an sure. incredible stress reliever <laughs>
1: for sure yeah yeah no no i mean isaiah 61 3 uh it it says essentially that uh that we are to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, you know, and, uh, and, and the reason for is that they might be called trees of righteousness, talking about us, that we might be called trees of righteousness um, so that the Lord might be glorified. Right. And so, but, you know, we pointed out something specific in that verse. It's like that we put on the garment of praise, um and it but it it exists for the spirit of heaviness like in other words like the lord is telling us listen the he, like heaviness is a constant because because of adam and in because of adam and eve in the garden right like sin has entered the world therefore heaviness is a part of our life and and you know th- that's why I, I buck back against the prosperity gospel so hard because it's like you know, this idea that nothing bad is going to happen to you again. And like, well, We're it's like, well, like you're so, so wrong. Like heaviness is, is going to be a part of our life because sin is a part of our world.
2: Yeah. Scripture uh, promises you yeah. will have trouble.
1: Right. Right. And, and believers even more so because the enemy is out to Absolutely. to, to still kill and destroy. Right. So like we have this heaviness that is going to exist. And so what is the what is the key um, combatant? Like what is the equalizer? What is the antidote to heaviness? It's praise. Mm-hmm. But it's also something that you have to intentionally put on. Right. Nobody falls face first into praise. Mm-hmm. Like no one's walking down the mm-hmm. hallway and just finds themselves like, Oh, look, I just feel better now because right. I'm praising like you have to intentionally like declare from your mouth and in your spirit and speak over yourself. You have to put praise on like a garment. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not something that um you know, I I even I even dare say that praise must come out of your mouth and not just stay in your thoughts to Absolutely. be effective. Like you have to speak the goodness of God. And, and even like you were saying, Karen, like, um, you know, at the end of the day, if you have a hard time, first of all. You know, even going back to what my buddy who's a missionary said, if, if you have a if you have a pair of shoes, one pair of shoes, you're in the top 80 se- or you're in the top 17% or whatever or 20% um, of the world because 80% of the world doesn't even own a pair of shoes. Like, so you, there's plenty for us to praise about number one, but number two, even if you have a hard time seeing that through the, through the clutter and the junk that is so heavily weighing you down. Like, you know what I mean? Personally, like, I can totally understand how we lose perspective of the fact that all the blessings we have when our circumstances get bad enough, you know, like you lose I mean, when you only when there's that one thing in your life that you want more than anything else in the world and only God can give it to you and you're not getting it. Nothing else matters, right? Mm-hmm. And and um, so when those moments come, I can understand how it becomes easy to not see all the blessings that God has given you. But at the end of the day, what you we cannot deny is if you can't praise Him for anything else in your life, then there's the cross,
2: right? <laughs> like breath then, in your lungs. Then, Let's then, start there. Like
1: then there's then there's grace. Like yeah. so like so if everything in this world falls apart. You know what I mean? If you find yourself like Job, like where your family is gone and kids have passed away and your cattle and like your friend, like it it is you alone leaning against the wall, scraping broken pottery on your skin because it's itching so bad from boy. Like if that's you, then at the end of the day, we still have something to be thankful for because when that life that is not great in your mind ends, there's an eternal life that awaits us as believers right. and that's something to praise about right. so it's you know um so here we are you know like we have to we have to put on intentionally with our own mouth listen bel- like all you in podcast land everyone that's listening to this you'll always be able to find reasons why you don't think you can praise mm-hmm. we're always going to have to be proactive about looking at the reasons why we can yeah. like mm-hmm. you you always can find reasons why you can't You have to find reasons why you can. Um, And if you, again, if you run out of everything else, then there's the cross, then there's Jesus giving his life for us. Like then there's you being worth, you know, the value that he paid at the cross. So man, intentionally putting on the garment of praise, which means you have to put it on. Why does it exist? It exists because of the heaviness that we, that, that God knew was coming. So. And if we finish out Isaiah 61 3, it says so that we would be seen as righteous to glorify God in the midst of what we're going through. Like we would be, we would be called righteous, right? So, um, and we put that quote, which, uh, it's been getting a lot of love on social media. I text John, I text John on Sunday. I was like, "Bruh, put a graphic out with that quote on there. Cause there's a lot of people that are just talking about it. Cause I guess it was super helpful. I know it's helpful for me. So, and you've already talked about it a little bit, Karen. Um, but Justin, yeah. go ahead and read that. Pra-
0: praise doesn't change our position; it changes our perspective.
1: Yeah, praise it doesn't change. Like when you start to praise, it, you, we don't praise with the intention of because I'm praising things are going to change. Mm-hmm. We change. We praise with the intention of because I'm praising how I see where I'm at changes. You know, doesn't change my position. It changes how I see my position. Changes our perspective. You know, oh. which is what you were talking about earlier. Yeah. You know, it's a perspective. So Colossians 3, 2 says, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth.
2: Right, right. You know, we're going to go through situations in every season of our life anyways. Why not go through those things with the right perspective and praising God and being thankful? You know, there's always going to be something you can be miserable and negative through whatever you're going through. You can make that choice because that is a choice that you're intentionally making. Just the same way where you've got to intentionally make the choice to have the right perspective, to praise, to be thankful, all of those things. You're also making a choice when you're being negative. Um, You're going to go through it anyways. You only have one life to live. And I much rather do it the way that Jesus recommends I believe that it will be much better for so many reasons I mean even when you look at science and and the studies that people have done on people that that pray and and their health I mean emotionally physically I mean it's just better I only have one life to live and I want to do it that way
1: yeah, for sure. That's I, so what I was, you know, as I'm preparing for the thought attack series, which is next month, and as we're getting things written down, I was I was listening to Tony Robbins poncat, podcast. Do you That's listen to Tony Robbins? That's not
0: usually, okay. like occasionally. <laughs>
1: I was listening to Tony Robbins podcast, and one of the things he was talking about, so he was talking, he had a a, a girl that was kind of like giving like a, I guess a quote unquote like a testimony. She was actually sharing the gospel, which I thought was really cool, even though it's not a Christian thing. You know, she was she was talking about God and how he has shown her so much and, and just so, but the, she was testifying of, of a breakthrough that she had uh, gone through a traumatic thing when she was like 13 or 14 um, and that has followed her her whole life. But one of the things that she kind of alluded to and then Tony elaborated on it. And when he said that, I was like, Ooh. Oh, golly. As he said, um, he said a lot of people never want to be free because if they become free, then they lose their identity that's associated with their trauma.
2: Oh, that's good. And I was like... Oh, the victim mentality. I was
1: like, brother, (laughs) like, if, if, if I'm free from this weight right then i never get to use it because he said most people just use it as an excuse to never become great Mm -hmm. and he was like so like oh well because of such and such i could never such and such like
2: Well, that's a that's a big topic right there
1: (laughs) I i just remember listening to it and i was like man and i wanted so bad to really like put it in the sermon and hit on it but i was like i like we're, that's waiting for thought attacks for me to really like go into that on Sunday morning, but it's gonna be good. It is but I was just I, like I, I was when we were talking about perspective and it was like listen you, you know like you, you have to change how you see what you're going through even if it means letting go of your right to have a crutch when you fail. Like what could happen if we got rid of our excuses on the reasons why we can't Mm -hmm. and started just looking at all the reasons why we can and and then fill in the blank after that, why we can be a good spouse, why we can be a good parent, why we can be a great leader, why we can't, like, you know, why we could, you know, like why why we could fulfill the call of God on our life, why we could, like why we can do whatever it is, the thing that we saying we can't, I can't because, and then whatever your because is what happens when you get rid of the because. And I was... Yeah. It's like butts.
0: Like you know, everybody throws a butt. You know. Like in the Bible butts are good, you know, like the butt God. Right. But for us we use it the other way, like but I it's like those people say, I'm not Ooh. racist, but you know, if, <laughs> if butt follows most statements <laughs> Right like you know, or yeah. like, oh, here we you go. You know what I mean? Like it's this it's the opposite of how God uses it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you know, I can't be a good dad. No, I yeah. could, that's, but that's yeah, good. I, I, I mean, could, even I, yeah. right, right. if
2: people would listen to themselves talk, if you say, you know, da da da, I can't this, I can't that, because I, but I, instead of saying because God, but God, yeah, we might, we might need to do some examining.
1: Yeah, yeah, because yeah. here's at the end of the day, what is the thing that you could do or would do had it not been for your circumstances? Mm. What are the things you could do or would do if had it not been for your circumstances? now realize that your circumstances actually don't have the power to change your could or your would, only your excuses do.
2: Talk about it, that's good. Not your
1: could or your would, but your
0: should. You should. (laughs) (laughs) Your shoulda, coulda, wouldas, you know what I mean? Might affect your could or your would, but it shouldn't affect your should.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But in all honesty, man, like, oh, man, I I would be, uh, you know, I would pursue that calling on my life to be a worship leader but, but so and so blah 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 like or yeah. I, I would you know give you know more of my life or my time or my money like my finances to missions but i and it's like what well, what the only thing that's standing between what you would do what you could do or what you should do, do is a big but is your excuse <laughs> <laughs> it's your excuse yeah. because your excuse isn't even a reason it's just an excuse like right so man just recognizing like it, it's all about changing our perspective right and uh getting rid of big butts mm-hmm. like getting rid of big butts. we could say that on the pocket i would never say it on sunday but we could say it on the podcast no
0: man i you know <laughs> uh,
1: yeah <laughs> so first is the power of praise and i think that's i, I if, if people from sunday morning or if you've watched the sermon or if you're listening to the podcast if you got nothing else out of this man like these are practical steps mm-hmm. towards overcoming heaviness this, this isn't like you know this we're not introducing the greek word for whatever here like open your mouth declare the goodness of god and watch not necessarily how your circumstances change but how you change in the middle of your circumstances mm. um so man like the first one is the power of praise Right. Justin, number two. Power of purity. The power of purity. Right? Uh Justin, why don't you read First Corinthians nine, twenty four through
0: twenty five? Yeah. Do you know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Right and so
1: when we talk about how there's a prize set aside for us so kind of what we kind of highlighted out of those verses is that one like everyone trains but there's only certain ones that get the prize right and that everyone's gonna like try to get a crown but only some are gonna get a crown that lasts forever Mm. um and we what we are doing there is making the connection that a lot of times who we don't become is based on the fact that God doesn't honor the lack of character or integrity in our life. And so what we try to like, we we are looking to God saying, God, I need you to bless me. I need you to give me this. I need you to give me that. I need you to help me fulfill my purpose. I need you to, and and so we're looking to God to give us all these things, Mm -hmm. but none of our character matches our ambition. Mm -hmm. So I want to live the way I want to live. I want to do the things I want to do. I know your Bible says this, but Like, I would, but like, going back, you know, like, I want to be, I want all of these things, God, that you have promised me in your word, but I don't want to live a life that matches the character and integrity and righteousness and purity of your word. Mm. Mm. And it's like, man, we become heavy because we become frustrated with God when in reality, God's going, like, you, like, I don't, you, you haven't set a standard that I'm going to bless you back with. Right. Like, you lack the purity you lack integrity you lack. I'm not, I'm not talking about perfection like there's a difference between perfection and purity like right. none of us are That's perfect good. That's like good. none of us have none of us have got this figured out we all mess up daily um but then there are there are some that make excuses it's like well i you know i like i i would have care or i would have integrity or like or just outright not doing what they said they're going to do Yeah, I told you I would do that, but it's just inconvenience for me. Is it? (laughs) 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 Is it now? So, you know, there's the power of purity and uh, the the little, the kind of snippet that I put under that is that purity is the engine that drives purpose. And a lot of times we look, we think that talent is the engine that drives purpose. We even oftentimes think that anointing is the engine that drives purpose but purity is the catalyst for anointing so we look at we look at people we look, chris hodges is a prime example you know pastor chris hodges church of the highlands birmingham alabama uh, they have like 17 locations or something 50,000 people in their church um, but when you talk to him about what he believes is the most important thing is purity and that comes from his spiritual father larry stockstill who's in Bethany out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana like and and I've sat under Larry so many pastor Larry so many times and and uh, That's a constant thread for him um, Is they you know everyone thinks that the anointing brings the power but they underestimate the purity that is the catalyst for the anointing Mm -hmm. Like you want to walk in the anointing then you you have to look search out purity um, That in purity in God's eyes not a man's eyes not in other people's standards purity and god's standards so you want the anointing you want the gift you want the calling you want the anointing it's all going to come as a catalyst from purity and then your purity creates all the others and that engine drives your purpose Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. i think about like pastor dan i I think pastor chris hodges i think about pastor dan and i think a lot of other pastors who have this track record of ministry that is just phenomenal Mm -hmm. you know i mean pastor dan i mean Like I one day I hope he just does a whole like Audiobook on stories of ministry because I've heard him my whole life and no one else has and I'm like you really need to do that You know, but he's got this track record of ministry. You took pastor Larry Stocksville this track record of ministry pastor Chris Hodges track record of ministry but when you go and you look at their individual talents you know Pastor Dan took zeros all through high school in public speaking because he was terrified to do it Pastor Chris Hodges was the same way right like uh, Pastor Glitterstock the same way going all the way back to Moses who had a stuttering problem that was why he couldn't take the children like that was his excuse like, like we there's if you think you're going to ride this on talent alone, talent alone has been the reason, like has never been the reason God chose people.
0: Right. No. <laughs> like, talent talent's God,
1: cheap. Yeah. Like God doesn't call the qualified. He mm-hmm. qualifies the called. Right. And in that qualification is purity. Right. So if you want to be great, be great with purity first and let God make you great instead of abandoning purity so that you can make yourself great.
2: Right. I think we talk about a lot like with worship leaders even like anybody Ooh. can sing. Woo. Anybody can sing. Just because you can sing doesn't mean you can lead worship.
0: Man, you know that's my world. I <laughs> I done
1: ran in some circles there. So
0: right. well, I mean, t- talent is is cheap. Everybody's got talent. Yeah. There's talent all over. That's like GV. Uh, yeah, it's like a lot of people. You know, it's it's the. Some people just don't know what to do or how to do make something happen, but uh, you know, in our context with church, it's like what exactly what you're just talking about, what you're saying, you know. But and you know, a lot of people can sing or you know, or whatever we're using that as an example, right. but yeah. you know, talent is yeah. And I think there,
1: and I think there's another end to that spectrum too that don't that we as believers should not assume that the person who is the most commercialized in the worship industry has character, right? Like yeah. fame and fortune oftentimes does not does not follow those with character so don't get shocked when you encounter someone that you've put on a pedestal and assume that their character is right you know what i mean and and at the end of the day whose character is perfect jesus and literally that's it so but there's a there's a purity that has to be there's a purity that is essential in the life of believers period but particularly leaders and when it comes to having heaviness in your spirit, God can only or God, I should say God will only remove so much of that heaviness when a righteousness that looks like him is not a priority in our life. So if we're not striving for righteousness, we can't be shocked when he doesn't remove heaviness. Mm. Um, and so, man, I think that's huge. Acts twenty twenty four 24, uh, it says, I consider my life worth nothing to me. So, you know, Paul's talking to you. I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task. The Lord Jesus has given me. And what is that? It's the task of testifying the good news of God's grace, right? And, and then second Timothy, he's talking again. He said, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also all who have longed for his appearing. Like Paul was constantly talking about none of this matters. And what does matter, we're not gonna get until the end. Mm-hmm. So let's run the race today. Like Paul constantly communicated, we need to run the race today with the end in mind, not with today in mind. Mm. Like we need to run according to the destination, not according to the journey.
2: Perspective.
0: Huh. Hmm. I'm that. Uh,
2: <laughs>
1: we need like a, like a organ right there. Like anyway, so yeah. And then lastly, number three, Um, the power of prayer the power of prayer so we have the power of praise that removes heaviness the power of purity that removes heaviness and listen and then and the number three the power of prayer but listen guys like this is all three of these these aren't things that we just have to 100 percent rely on god on or otherwise they'll never happen like these are tangible steps for us to make in our own life so the power of prayer right and Psalms 55:22 says cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you in the midst of your heaviness, in the midst of your grief, in the midst of your loss, in the midst of your frustration and in the midst of your anxiety, he will sustain you and he'll never let the righteous be shaken, which is why we've talked about purity first, because a lot of us think that our lives should never be shaken, but we don't walk in righteousness. But he didn't say he wouldn't. He didn't say he wouldn't let the unrighteous be shaken. He said he would never let the righteous be shaken. So it's like, man, we have to walk in righteousness, right? And uh, and we kind of use, you know. So I called a couple of our boys up on stage on Sunday. Um, and the first one I called Jackie up, yep. uh, which is one of our leaders, leader. If you you know, if you're not at TC, one of our leaders, I brought him up on stage, and and um, so I was I was holding a hundred dollar bill in my hand. And I was talking about how with our hundred dollars, you know, like if, if, if the Lord has set aside for us to carry, um, a burden, the value of that burden, um, you know, could be hypothetically is like a hundred dollars. Right. And so I had him close his eyes and I said, do you think you can hold this out with your arm? Just hold it straight out, um, for three minutes. And if you don't drop your arm, then you can have the hundred dollar bill. And so he, you know, held his arm out there. Um, I said, "All right, so you're gonna hold a hundred dollars, you know, strategically." I didn't say a hundred dollar bill. I said you're gonna hold a hundred dollars with it. So with his eyes closed, I took a hundred dollars in change, which equated to about twenty dollars in quarters, nickels, dimes, pennies, and I put it in his hand, and instantly, like you saw, the whoa, like he wasn't expecting that, you know. Um, and so he, I was like, "Can you hold it out there?" And obviously, the answer was no. Now in second service, I brought up Jeremiah. He's a big boy. You know, he's like six three, like two seventy five. Yeah, that was a risky A lot move. of muscle. I was, I was a little worried, but even well, he could do i a
0: little woman.
2: <laughs> I want to <laughs> ensure
0: that this happens. I want to ensure yeah. that the, the illustration goes to plan. <laughs>
1: but uh, I caught him up there. He did the same thing. You know, and, and and essentially what we were talking about is is a lot of times in life God has set aside the uh the amount of our burden, like He has set aside for us in His sovereignty. Knowing that we're going to endure a trial, we're going to endure a situation, or we're going to endure a pain, or we're going to endure loss, So we're going to, he has set aside, like there's a burden that we are going to have to bear. Um, there's a, a weight that we're going to have to bear. However, what we tend to do is we tend to carry the weight as hard as possible um, because we tend to carry it on our own. And Matthew 11, 28 through 30 says, Come to me. And Jesus is talking. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And I will, uh, you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And what we talked about on Sunday is that like God's yoke is easy and his burden is light. And and the amount of our burden that we have to carry may not change. In other words, the circumstances may not change. Like what we're going through may not change. The fact that we got a pink slip may not change. The fact that we got that doctor's note may not change. The fact that so and so is sick in our family may not change. The fact that we're navigating this journey may not change, but how how we carry the burden can change that when we can, when we step into prayer and we say, God, I'm giving this back to you. God says, okay, you're still going to carry this burden, but it's a whole lot easier to carry $100 in the form of a $100 bill than it is in $20 worth of change. Mm-hmm. The value is the same. What's going to happen to me at the end of it is the same. Mm-hmm. Like how how I'm going to be able to use this for God's glory is the same. How, how I'm going to endure this at the end is the same. But in the meantime, I can change the heaviness of my load by giving it to God and letting him exchange my yoke and my burden for his yoke and his burden. Cause he didn't say the yoke is easy and the burden is light. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In other words, like we have to exchange our heaviness. We have to give our heaviness back to him in exchange for his yoke and his burden which may never change our circumstances, but it can change the way we carry it.
2: Right, right.
1: Um, and so we, we the last kind of quote deal that we use for that is that we overestimate our power or we overestimate our strength when we underestimate our surrender. Yeah. <clears throat> and like when we come to a place of surrender is when we find ourselves in the the greatest moments of power. Right. Like we find our strength in our surrender to letting God handle all those aspects, you know, Mm -hmm. and and carry that heaviness for us. Right. So,
2: right. I think that's good. And I think maybe some, some of our people listening might not be familiar with like what a yoke is, Um, you know? And so when that verse is talking about what a yoke is, you know, it's the thing in, Tell me if I don't explain this right, because y'all don't know me or where I'm from, but I did not grow up on a farm. Which <laughs> is shocking, because you grew up from, like, Georgia. <laughs> I'm from Georgia, but 100% a city girl, so, um, yeah. but yeah. It's the no, big city of Thomasville, uh, hey, Georgia. the <laughs> yeah. metropolis. <laughs> yeah. Um, Petsco is a big place to compared to places I've lived in the past, but anyways, you know, a yoke is something they would put on two animals that basically, you know, would allow them to pull something, like a cart or a wagon, something really heavy. Um, so the point is, is that there's still something on you. There's something on you. Like we're talking about this burden, you know, heaviness, da da da. So if you think about, um, whatever's going on in your life, whatever situation, you know, maybe you're struggling with your marriage or finances or raising children right now is a situation for you that just every day is hard. Um, you know, you're constantly making choices and parenting doesn't come with a, a manual, you know, you just figure it out you get mentors and you do the best you can but there's there's always going to be something us. and i think the the main point of this sermon and of the verse was that there's always going to be something on you why not carry it jesus's way and have it be light if you don't like you were saying my burden my yoke is light or you can have a, a burden a yoke if you will and it be heavy why not why not do it the way jesus said
1: yeah. And, and even then, and when we talked about it on Sunday, you know, a lot of times, like, you, you know, we have to be honest with ourselves. Like, God, I, I don't, you say that your yoke is easy and your burden is light, but we, you know, like, circumstances cause us not to trust the Lord right. sometimes. And, and I know some, like, hyper faith people that are full of nonsense would be like, well, that's just, you know, you, you can't not trust the Lord. It's like, well, shut up. Like sometimes circumstances put us in a position where we're afraid to give our to give our circumstances to God because the last time he didn't come through the way we wanted him to. Right. And at the end of the day, that's not a God problem. That's a us problem. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't stop us from not trusting
2: right. the mm-hmm. way
1: that we should. Right. And so a lot of people are going like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the last time I put on God's yoke and the last time I put on God's burden, it, it was heavy. Mm-hmm. And the reality is. Uh, it's not so much that that was God's yoke or that it was God's burden. It was that the circ again, the circumstances may not change. What can change is how you carry it. And a lot of times what we see is that our circumstances dictate God's goodness, but our circumstances don't dictate, don't dictate God's goodness, right? Um, God's goodness dictates his goodness. Mm -hmm. The cross trumps all of our circumstances, and proves to us that god is still good Mm -hmm. so regardless of what we go through in this life which is temporary and and again paul constantly pointing out in scripture like you know like i'm getting through this life because at the end of it there's something better and like this this striving that no matter what happens on this earth at the end like awaits us like a crown and a, a victory and the win and the moment we get to step into glory with jesus and all your pain and all your affliction and all your struggle while you were on earth is is like paul says a light momentary affliction compared to what we get to experience in glory when we get there um and so sounds sometimes a whole
2: lot like perspective it sounds a <laughs> lot,
1: it's a lot about perspective right like that we see each day we see each affliction each circumstance um as an opportunity to declare with our mouth the goodness of god through our praise walk out the purity of god with righteousness Um, and then in constant communication with the Lord, uh, recognize that there's power in our prayer, um, and in our prayer, um, is when we can give the yoke, we can give the burden, we can give the weight, we can give the heaviness of our circumstances, of our struggle, of our pain. We can give the heaviness to God and let him carry the heaviness of. Um, we may still have to carry the burden, but we're giving it back to the Lord. So, uh, man, we never under, we never underestimate what it means to surrender to God. Um, because true strength has always been found in weakness
2: Mm -hmm. when it comes to the Lord. Yeah. So, yeah, I I mean, and on the flip side, how I always think about, you know, God is such a a good, a good father, a, a great dad, you know, um, I was blessed to be to have a phenomenal dad and still in my life, still married to my mom. I think they've been married for like 38 years or something crazy. Gary. And yes, hey dad. <laughs> um, but you know, I th- think about just, God is just this awesome dad and he's seeing all of us carry these things and he's like, would you just listen to me? <laughs> like right, I'm trying right. to tell you, like you know, we're we're crying out to the Lord and we're like, you know, God, this is going on and this is going on, this is going on. I can't carry this anymore. And he's like, you're right. You weren't meant you to. Right. You can't. If you would give it to me, I would carry it for you.
1: Right, right.
2: And it's just, it's <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. So good. And, and
1: to help some of you guys out there, because it's like, it's a weird thing. So I, I was the same way. I had a great dad. You know, the caveat to that is, is you know, when we talk about God being a good father, it's like to those whose father was terrible right as it's like that's hard that's a hard thing to grasp and and the way i tell people all the time is like listen if you had a great father jesus is so much better like god is such a better father even than the best day like your father on his best day it's like but if you had a terrible father god is better than whatever image in your mind you have of the perfect father god's still better than that and and you have to lean on him and trust him that even he's even better than that like and so no matter where no matter if you had a great father or if you had a terrible father the i the idea of the perfect father that we all have god's mm-hmm. still better than that oh yeah, yeah. for sure um, so man uh, again removing heaviness we do it through praise we do it through uh purity and we do it through prayer so uh, man it was a great week great sermon Justin. Oh, tell where they can find us more about the church
0: man you can catch us on transformationchurch.com and on instagram and facebook at transformation pensacola
1: transformation pensacola and you can find justin uh on instagram and twitter yes at justin Oswald underscore yes you can find myself on instagram and twitter at brad livingston underscore and you can find karen swan on instagram and instagram
2: instagram and instagram karen underscore swan
1: karen underscore swan two ends uh so give us a shout out give us some love and uh yeah we'd love to love to hear from you guys give us some feedback make sure you share uh on social media make sure you uh if you can if you got a second rate us give us five stars we'd love to have the love and then um man feel free to comment uh, or send us a tweet uh, give us some feedback and you can catch us uh, you can send us an email what's that email Justin follow up a follow
0: up at transformationchurch.com
1: f- follow up at transformationchurch.com so send us uh, send us some love if you guys have some questions something you want us to talk about we'd love to hear from you in the meantime uh, have a great week until next uh, week when we drop our another podcast from another week another sermon and another weekly follow-up podcast we love you guys see, see you ya. later